Twitter and birds losing their feathers, or it's the bird dead. The AV Awards, Zoomtopia and more. It's all coming up in the All Things Techie Podcast, episode 61. The All Things Techie Podcast is a product of the Extreme Media Network. For advertising and sponsorship opportunities, please visit www.extrememedia.ie. That's X-T-R-E-M-E, media.ie. Hello everyone, it's Justin Dawson. It's the All Things Techie Podcast, episode 6161. Wow, hasn't a lot of things been happening in the world of tech and audiovisual in the past couple of weeks? In the past week, even. Twitter, AV Awards, Zoomtopia coming up next week, and a lot more. If you want to get in contact with the program, you can do so by tweeting at AV Tech Junkies. Uh, you can tweet me directly, Justin Dawson, at Justin or Dawson. Um, I'm also on Instagram, uh, on YouTube, and all the social media channels uh, that haven't been bought over for 44 billion. Uh, well, not on every social media channel, but we're going to be talking a lot about Twitter in a couple of minutes' time. Um, also, if you want to visit our official website for the podcast, it's at www.allthingstech.ie. Now, Friday just gone, the AV Awards happened in London. Uh, I wasn't there had work commitments and other family commitments um, and sadly no live stream this year and uh, no Chris no Tim um, I let them uh, tell you why they weren't there and um, that's not for me to say but uh, I always think just it's the AV Awards it's now into past its 20th year and uh, technology is there why aren't we doing live streams to the AV Awards I have no idea uh, why isn't it streamed fully to a global audience? And it is global now. I think they're missing the boat there a bit. Um, distributor of the year going to Midwich. That's a great bullibus, uh, as we say in Irish, uh, to uh, Midwich and the Starring Group uh, for for getting distributor of the year. Uh, they, they've been trying to get that for a while. Uh, Justin Palvey, an old... Uh, Nemesis, to, no, I won't use the word nemesis, but uh, Justin and I were um, the two Justins uh, back in 2018 for the European CTS uh, holder of the year. Justin won it that year as well. Um, and it's great to see him getting the second gong there uh, for AV Pro of the Year. Um, educational Project of the Year, uh, Royal College of Physicians, uh, RCP at the Spine in Lim Liverpool. Liverpool, I should say that correctly, um, educational uh, project of the year. I, I'm going to put some of the details in our show notes uh, about the educational project of the year. I think this looks fantastic. And I hope something that uh, the Learning Teaching Space Management Group, LTSMG, might do the uni, uh, the uni there or uh, have a sh showcase there. I'd love to uh, extend the invite over, guys, because working in higher ed, I'd love to uh, see what everything there and now signage i was one of the first customers of now signage way back when uh winning digital signage of the year they've come a long way those are just a couple of the awards that really stood out um on friday for me uh, uh of who's won what and um, so congratulations but av awards please come back with the live stream back in 2023 i love to see uh, the red carpet and hopefully hopefully we'll have our usual mcs as well uh, 
on the live streams. Twitter, <laughs> Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. So it's been bought over, guys, and it's made the news globally. Uh, now even the UN is involved and urges must to ensure that Twitter respects human rights. Mm, is it something that the UN should be getting involved with or should it be each local country getting involved in uh, the employee rights? But fired, locked out and fear of the unknown, Twitter has been expected to tell employees uh, by email whether they had their job or not. They locked people out of their, their buildings and told people to go from work from home and uh, we'll let you know. Some way of treating employees that could be like 15, 20 years with the firm. Um, it also temporarily closed its offices to prevent a staff following a week of uncertainty about the future under Elon Musk. Twitter said in an email to staff that it will alert employees by 9am Pacific time, 4pm Ireland about staff cuts. Around 500 people are employed at Twitter's Dublin office. Uh, some of the quotes woke up to the sad news that I'm no longer tweet, said one former Irish employee on in a post on Twitter. It is understood that those being laid off has been disconnected from the company's email and other internal systems. Now, I was talking to, about this to other friends, family uh, networks, and uh, even even those that, that, that listen to the All Things Techie podcast. Every employee at some stage sends a personal email to their business email address. Even if, even if the business says, we own this business email address. So could you imagine if you had anything important that you haven't made a backup for that was personal and you've just been completely and utterly shut out, locked out of anything related to your employer, like Twitter, like just completely and utterly locked out. No key cards, no emails, nothing. Something that you might have been keeping. Some people always get family photos sent to their business email address. Name one employee that has never used their business email address or business account for personal reasons at one stage or another. We've all done it. Um, <laughs> an employee lost their job on Twitter in Dublin noticed that the password had been changed overnight. And um, My timeline is full of folk who have lost their jobs. Twitter has a special place to work and people made it so they told. Um, the platform is not without its flaws, but we made it worthwhile and it was known that the more moral integrity of the teams who were trying their best to improve the place. Irish employees were made redundant, were offered a statutory redundancy plus a once-off payment of a month's salary as well as two weeks per year of service. The staff were to go on garden leave in lieu of their notice period. According to sources, this company has told affected workers uh, that before the final decision is made on redundancies, there will be a collective consultation. Um, Twitter has also told workers that even though they had their access to the company's system suspenders, that does not mean any final decision has been made in relation to the process of their role, and they may remain employees of Twitter. Um, <laughs> and in the email, it just said, if you are in an office or on your way to an office, please return home, Twitter said in the email, uh, that was on Thursday or Friday. Uh, Mr. Musk also uh, directed Twitter's teams to find $1 billion in annual infrastructure cost savings, according to two sources familiar with the matter and the internal Slack message. Um, <laughs> regarding Twitter's reduction in force, unfortunately, there is no choice when a com company is losing $4 million apparently a day. Everyone exited was offered three months of severance, 
which is more than 50% more than legally required, Musk tweeted late on Friday night. Um, this came as after a tweet and a message that a massive drop in revenue in recent times, which he blamed on activist groups pressuring, pressurizing advertisers. Um, this was Musk claimed, even though nothing has changed in content moderation, and we did everything we could to appease the activists, extremely messed up. And uh, in the, his tweet, they are trying to destroy free speech in America. That line, when I seen it, is very worrying. And, and I don't want to get into politics that much on, on the podcast, but you have free speech, America. It's a global social media platform. People in Ireland, free speech. Uh, do we worry about these things? Versus the ethics of Musk just literally locking out employees and saying that you're not able to go back in to the building, that your job is going to be, you're going to be notified whether you have a job or not by email. And then apparently half of the company's workforce laid off after the 44 billion. And then I still have to let that sink in. 44 billion euro acquisition of Twitter. Um, uh, after laying off half of the company on Friday, um, some people were asked to return to the laid off jobs by mistake. Sorry, we, we, we informed you by email that you have lost your job, but uh, we made a mistake. You want, we want you back. Would you go back? Would you actually go back if, if you got an email saying you've lost your job and we shut you out of all your accounts? But, and then a, a couple of days later, oh, sorry, we made a mistake. I don't know. Would I? I don't know. Uh, Twitter cut close to 3,700 people this week it be by email and was as a way to trim costs following Musk's acquisition, which closed in late October. Many employees learned that they lost their jobs after accessing company-wide systems. Uh, emails such as Slack were suddenly suspended. A Twitter spokesperson did not reply to the request for comment. Um, <laughs> there is alternative, but let's go back to the blue tick on Twitter. So $8 a month, you can get verified with a blue tick on Twitter to say you are the authentic person. Would you pay for it? You're apparently supposed to get some other pro um, features. And I know uh, higher ed AV Joe Way has said $8 and in a tweet, and I'm quoting, uh, $8 fee to get Twitter verified and have added features is the best thing for the brand. I agree with Elon Musk's decision and will be one of the first to sign up just like I was one of the first for Twitter Blue. Uh, companies need to know what they do, what they have to do to um, to turn a profit. Okay, fine. It is it is a business. It has to make profit. But is this going to turn a lot of people away? I think it will. But the alternatives of Twitter and some of the things that I've been seeing, um, one, one alternative is uh, Mastodon. M-A-S-T-O-D-O-N, calling themselves the social networking that is not for sale. I'm uh, showing a couple of clips if you're watching the, the podcast on our YouTube channel um, of Mastodon. It seems very, very clunky. It seems very code-driven that you have to be a bit of a computer programmer to know what channels and what areas you want to enter, different servers. It seems like more of more of a form than an actual uh, 180 characters tweet uh, 
How does this work? When someone creates their own version of Mastodon, this is called an instance. Since Mastodon is open source, anyone can create their own instance of Mastodon with their own set of rules. Because of this, all instances are owned, operated, and moderated by the community that creates them and not some large corporation which tracks your data to sell to advertisers. In most cases, Mastodon instances are crowdfunded, not financed. But how do these instances communicate with one another? While users within an instance can, of course, follow each other, they can also decide to follow users within other instances. So while each instance of Mastodon is privately operated, their users can still communicate with members from other servers seamlessly. Of course, communities who want to remain private don't have to communicate with other servers. This is in the hands of its users. And then you have the whole AB tweeps. What is going to happen to AB tweeps? I think AB tweeps will continue on Twitter because everyone uses Twitter. Everyone's used to Twitter. Do they want to get um, authenticated with a blue tick? Some might, some won't. Will I? I don't think so. If it was a once-off fee, I might say, okay, I want to be authenticated on Twitter. But it's me. <laughs> Hello, this is me. You can see me on, Twi on YouTube. You can see me on Twitter. You can see me on my uh, own website. Links on the YouTube down below or also on our show notes. Or if you want to visit my website, justinordawson.com, allthingstech.ie for the podcast. Do I need to get authenticated? I think, that, you know, and is it going to stop advertising on Twitter? Do, does advertising bother you that much on Twitter? It doesn't for me. I think, I think there's a lot of other social networks that are flooded with advertising. Instagram, Facebook. Facebook especially, um, and nearly every every second message you see on Instagram is an advertisement of some shape or description. Is people still using Facebook? I, I, I think Facebook is being used more and more for just watching live uh, programs or uh, live, I call them independent broadcasts. Um. You find you find more like people uploading live uh, streams on these social media platforms like Facebook were doing it probably first. Twitter, okay, they they did it a bit, um, and then of course YouTube Live, you know, with Google. Um, is Facebook truly, truly dead? Should Zuckerberg be concentrating on other media platforms that he owns, like WhatsApp, which went went down about two two weeks, three weeks ago? Two weeks ago, um, globally, it was no one could send messages properly. But well, WhatsApp did crash. WhatsApp is releasing a lot of new features. WhatsApp groups can now be brought together under one umbrella with the launch of new communities feature rolled out from Thursday, um, uh, about a week ago. It is designed so that updates can be sent to everyone from across groups in one go, while still allowing smaller discussions within individual groups. Once you're in, you can jump between the individual groups and presumably end up muting most of them because how many WhatsApp groups? I, I loved any listeners that want to tell me how many WhatsApp groups they're in um, or how many they have muted. You can, you can remain anonymous by just tweeting that in or you can comment um, uh, uh, or email um, comments at allthingstech.e and let me know. Um, and means of communities will even get 
more power, such as being able to send announcement messages out to absolutely everyone in the subgroups. You should now see a new communities tab within WhatsApp. It's at the top of your chats on Android and down the bottom if you're using an iPhone. From there, you can make new community from scratch or from a selection of your existing groups. But wait, there's more. New features are also being added from today for existing groups. Uh, chief of, among them are polls, which might help your friends finally decide who you want to, what you want to see in the cinema this weekend. Video calls are also being expanded to a maximum of 32 people. And people have already said to me, that is chaotic, 32 people on a WhatsApp call. No, it's not. No, it's not. We do, <laughs> during COVID, we did it all the time. We had 50, 100 people during lockdowns on Zoom calls. So why can't we do it on WhatsApp? And I think this is where Meta can go back and go to the Facebook portal. Remember that? Maybe there's going to be a new Facebook portal, version 3 or version, yeah, version, version 2. I think there's only one Facebook portal. Um, but I can stand corrected on that. But you can do a WhatsApp call with four people originally. Now you can do it with 32 people. It's just going to change screen when the speaker is talking. It's not chaotic. It, the same thing happens with other UCs. So why, why can't WhatsApp do it? I think that's going to be a great feature. Um, I think the main item that Meta own now is WhatsApp. Okay, Instagram is owned by Meta, Grant, but the main feature is WhatsApp. I think a lot of money is going to be invested in WhatsApp over Facebook or over Instagram. Or will Zuckerberg really push to combine the three? Which is what Elon Musk wants to do on his secret of whatever he's going to do with Twitter. But how many people in the next couple of weeks are going to leave Twitter? Is, is it a leaving of Twitter because of the ethics involved? Or is it a leaving of Twitter because it's becoming this model that people don't like? Um, with uh, When I say ethics, I mean ethics of employees losing their jobs or whether it's going to be um, this paid subscription feature to get better things. Do people want to pay for social media? Not really. Thank you for that, Jen. <laughs> do people do people want to leave? Do want do people want to pay for social media? No. Um, I have a Google business account for my business, which gives me the YouTube package. Well, YouTube package is always free, but like I have the Google Drive or the Google that I can store unlimited stuff. I have. Google Photos that have gone store and limited stuff. But uh, yeah, my my YouTube channel is connected to my Google business account. Um, but would I have paid for that as a single feature or would I have hosted the podcast videos on a separate platform if it was only that that Google was offering me? I probably would find alternatives like Vimeo. Yeah. So... People wanting to pay for just an authentication tick doesn't really buy it for me. Uh, unless there's going to be other features that that Twitter is going to offer. And I, I, I wait and see. 
Do I agree with the ethics of um, employees losing their jobs via email? Absolutely not. If I was one of those employees and I lost my job and I was a good coder and then I said, oh, you, we made a mistake, we want you back. <laughs> I'd be really bartering with them in, in regards of what I want in my job and what I want in my contract before I would say yes. Let, I, I'd love to hear your comments. This, this is going to be a heated he topic over the next while. And if you want to get in contact with the program, you can tweet me directly at Justin or Dawson. Um, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and you can subscribe to the YouTube channel by using the new uh, handle, which is at, no, at Justin underscore or underscore Dawson and um, that's up on on the screen as well and um, if you want to see that and of course I'm on Instagram as well if you want to follow me personally um, and on Twitter at Justin or Dawson for now I'm on Twitter for now I don't know I don't I don't I don't know whether I would leave Twitter yet um, I'm waiting to see what's going to happen in the future or maybe my Twitter account is just going to be blocked because I've been bad mating Elon Musk a bit I don't know uh, <laughs> Um, YouTube handles, yeah. What are YouTube handles? Well, while you can give your channel a new name that you want on YouTube, those names haven't been unique, meaning anyone else could have the same name for their channel. This has led to several impersonating and bot channels seeking to get clicks by copying more successful channels. That's where the handles come in by uh, YouTube and Google. Unlike channel names, handles are unique and make it easy to verify that you're engaging or watching the right person. Listen to that. Google has introduced handles. Why have they introduced handles? So they can do verification. Is it costing anything? No, it's free of charge. Have a think about that, Elon Musk. It is free of charge. So, and I, I've known, I've only noticed this only recently. Now, this might be an old feature, and I stand corrected if, if it is an old feature, but you can do little forms on your YouTube channel by going into YouTube Studio. I've never noticed that before. So um, if I post this video podcast, for example, I can, I can start a forum on it. Never noticed that before. Maybe that's a new feature or maybe I just missed that. Can every channel get a YouTube handle? Yes, every channel, whether you are a creator or a viewer, you can get a unique handle. YouTube opens the access to everyone and removes the 100 subscriber threshold previously applied to custom URLs. Your handle will automatically become a YouTube URL for a channel, which in theory will make it easier for people to discover you. For example, youtube.com forward slash Justin underscore or underscore Dawson for my uh, YouTube handle. And that's up on the screen as well. Um, but it used to be just uh, youtube.com forward slash C forward slash Justin Dawson, which also brings to the YouTube channel. Um, but <laughs> It's, it's a great feature, and I think, watch this space. I think Google are up to something in a social media type of way. They've had, they've, they've, they've had that try before, but are they watching the other social medias and going, hold on, a lot of people use video, we're going to do this. Interesting times. I, watch this space, I, I think, on that one. Um, and also... <laughs> uh, on that topic, uh, Zoomtopia is next week. And you can notice that I'm wearing my Zoomtopia 2022 hoodie. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Zoomtopia. But while I'm talking about Zoomtopia, I'm also mentioning Google because Google is set uh, to do an, launch an embedded bi-directional interoperability 
thought that sentence wasn't easy. Google is set to launch embedded bi-directional interoperability on Meet devices and Zoom rooms later this year. That, for me, is big. And why is that big? Because I work in a higher ed that uses Zoom, but also is a Google campus. I think this is going to be big for the higher ed uh, globally, because I know a lot of people, a lot of universities globally use Google for on their campus. Uh, some use Meet, some use uh, Zoom, uh, but this whole UC collaboration and going, yeah, well, we're going to make our platform work with you and we'll have a, a written handshake. I think it, it makes it easier for, for higher educations that might not have a big budget to go, right, we can get this, these devices and it works interoperability. Fantastic step. Now, Zoomtopia next week. Zoom's sixth annual user conference, Zoomtopia, is a hybrid event this year. It will take place virtually and in person in San Jose, California, on November the 8th and 9th. Given the rise of Zoom as a tool to enable us to work remotely and now in a hybrid manner, one could argue that this is the most important Zoomtopia had to date. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm a big Zoom supporter, I have to say. There's my hoodie. Uh, there's my Happy the Whale badge that's going hold that up to camera that's uh going on on my on my work bag that I've, I've been collecting uh zoom topia badges for some time um and i've heard rumors of a major product announcement uh i was giving no further details other than zoom confirming there will be something notable uh stay tuned for more on that um in the next week or so and on the next podcast and um but Zoomtopia is not just about networking, but also about entertainment. And this year, attendees will see musical performance by Grammy Award-winning artist Nelly and singer-songwriter Yola. The event will be hosted by comedian Alex Borstein, who played Susie Marston on Marvelous Miss The Marvelous Misses. I am looking forward to hearing Nelly um, on Zoomtopia. And there's, there's only a limited amount of tickets to physically attend Zoomtopia. I think this is going to be a big event. Uh, so that's uh, North America on the 8th and 9th, and then about a week or so later, uh, there's Zoomtopia uh, Europe, and I'll be attending uh, virtually on both of them to to see what uh, has... But I think the main announcements will be on the 8th and 9th next week. I'm really looking forward to, to seeing what they announce. Now... Drones. We've talked about drones before on the All Things Techie podcast um, and um, the flight regulations. And I'll put up in the show notes what episode we talked about drones. I think it was episode two. It was ages ago. Well, since then, there's been a lot of drone developments and drone deliveries um, in North County Dublin, one being Mana, um, who we offered to come on the All Things Techie podcast a while back, and they were too busy. So we'll just, we'll just leave that there, shall we? Um, but now Alphabet, which is Google, um, have brought their drone service to Dublin and are testing around North County Dublin in my residential area called Lusk um, in North County Dublin. So Wing, the drone delivery company operated by Google's parent Alphabet, is to conduct trials in Lusk, North County, Dublin, in the coming weeks. Um, I was actually at their uh, review and launch um, meeting 
they didn't tell me much. I did see see the drone. The drone is made out of the same type of fabric as what you would see in a bicycle helmet. So if, God forbid, this drone did crash land, like one that happened with Mana um, in Balbriggan when it lost power, um, it will come, come spiraling in a clockwise formation down to the ground and break into pieces, or so I'm told. Um, the company said, says it will launch a small-scale demonstration of a drone delivery operation in the area, which is actually as well next week. Um, didn't get much notification about that, but I did get an email that it is actually happening in two locations in Lusk in the middle of the day, where <laughs> which makes things quite difficult for uh, residents in Lusk to actually view this. And one in the evening time, I think between 4 and 6 p.m., I believe. Um, they, uh, they're launching in Lusk. Uh, they will already have a preliminary discussions with local leaders, but we also look forward to a deeper consultation over the coming days, uh, said Margaret Nagel, Head of Policy Regulation and Community Affairs at Wing, uh, wrote in a blog post. Wing said that we're hosting a public community meeting in Lusk Cultural Centre. That's the one I was at. Uh, we invite anyone who would like to learn more to stop by. All I can say is, from stopping by at Lusk Community Cultural Centre on the 27th of October is there was a lot of resistance. Um, parent, uh, residents don't feel comfortable about this. Um, a lot of questions asked about the noise, a lot of questions asked about will they be flying over residential areas, um, how far they will be travelling. We feel like we're prisoners to this noise. We have to close the front door because you can hear it coming. I actually think it lowers the values of properties around here, having those things flying around. These are wing delivery drones. They're much bigger than the recreational ones we can buy at electronic stores. Flying to your home, drone delivery has been running in Canberra and in Logan, Queensland for several years. It's convenient for some, but residents like Dan living in the flight path say it's time for them to buzz off. I feel angry. I feel annoyed. It actually stresses me sometimes. I, you know, you're sort of chilling out and um, after working all day, and you hear this buzzing noise like it's, um, it's like a very, very loud mosquito and then it gets louder and louder. The service started as part of a global trial with more retailers getting on board to get their products in the sky. Here's another one now as we speak. I can hear it. Here we are. There's two in a row. Look at that. Look at that. It's also introduced a quieter drone, which is almost half the sound level. Currently, there are no legislated noise standards for drones. Some people might like it and they might say, oh, you know, Dan, you're a baby boomer and, you know, you're just whinging. I'm not. I'm all for te I embrace technology. I really do. In, in Mana in Balbriggan, because of flight laws, they have to send a car out with the drone. So the pilot can follow the drone and have line of sight in case something goes wrong. A lot of questions were asked about what if there was emergency helicopters flying overhead, everything's halted apparently. Um, but they have to keep line of sight. So all this being environmentally friendly, well, you're sending a car along with the drone to deliver a can of Coke, cup of coffee, whatever the case may be, or fast food. Um, that, and Balbriggan, much bigger area than Lusk and a lot more restaurants compared to the small village of Lusk. Uh, 
it's it's about apparently a test area of North County Dublin. Is it in opposition to Mana? More than likely is it. It it will at the at the starting stone on these po- uh, pilots, no pun intended, of um, doing this drone activity in Lusk. It is not a commercial venture yet. I've been told. But do people? Do people really want their cup of coffee delivered in a small village of Lusk versus walking down to the local shop? I don't think so. <laughs> I think it's the, it's the wrong area of Dublin to be to be trialing this out and um, trialing it out in the day when people aren't around to hear these things. They weren't able to give me answers of the decibel readings of uh, a drone hovering overhead and dropping its rope down to to deliver the package um, but they they said they're going to be doing two or three trials they're talking with all the uh, local um, community groups they have talked to one of the community groups that I've been in we've given them a lot of questions to answer which we're still waiting on the answers to um, but they've gone off and asked them they couldn't give the answer of decibel readings which I thought was very poor um, we leave that there I'm gonna, I hope to make uh, the trials now next week even though it's at late notice and do my own decibel readings as an audiovisual professional um, in the blog post Wing described Ireland as a welcome home for drone technology in Europe the goal is this program is to expand our European operations into Ireland gain experience of the operating there and begin the process of learning from the local community about what types of drone delivery services they would like to bring in the most value so that's MANA and, and Wing. But let's remind ourselves way back when a drone delivery was taking place over to the Aran Islands to deliver medical supplies. I came to the island 31 years ago. I'm insulin dependent. We make medicine for people with diabetes. Access to this medicine, it's more than important because without it, I would be dead. It's going to be a great mission. We had a really productive meeting there with all the project team for the diabetes drone. The Sky Tango, allowing us to coordinate the actual mission between all the stakeholders. Nova Nordisk, whose medicine will be part of the payload today. A wing copter, who are giving us the actual drone that's going to fly to the island. Vodafone, who are going to be providing the drone data link connectivity. And Survey Drones Ireland, who are actually going to execute the flight for us for this innovative Beyond Visual Line of Sight flight. The mission is just taking off. The Diabetes Drone Project was centred around delivering medications to the Aran Islands. It's, it's absolutely unreal. Visual contact. Really amazing to do this, the first in the world delivery by BVLOS of diabetes medicine. Everything is here that we need. Fantastic. Uh, Monday the 16th of September 2019, NUI Galway and partners completed the world's first autonomous beyond visual line of sight BVLOS vertical takeoff and landing BTOL drone delivery of diabetes prescriptions, medications, insulin, and a collection of patient blood sample between Connemara Airport and Inishmore in the Aran Islands. The Internet of Things connected drone delivery was supported by the Irish Aviation Authority, operated in between commercial flights and was uh, in contact with airspace regulators at all times, showing the possibility of future deliveries of this kind within planned drone corridors. A world first in 2019. Okay, and then COVID hit. But <laughs> is this the proper drone delivery? I think as a resident of Lusk where Wing is being tested, I think more and more 
resident would be more acceptable to know that, oh, we're drones flying overhead because it's delivering important blood supplies or medication to someone that needs it most. Uh, back in 2019, the NUI Goy-led diabetes drone project was run in partnership with several industry air experts and stakeholders, including Sky Tango, Survey Drones Ireland, Wingcopter, Vodafone Ireland, and global healthcare company Novo Nordisk. Um, and I only found out from going to the Wing um, Consulting Day consultation uh, was that one of the drone pilots that was involved in this in 2019 actually lives in Lusk and we had a great chat and hope to have him on the All Things Techie podcast in the future because this trial that they did back in 2019 might become something in 2023. Watch this space. That's all I can say about that. Um, but we do hope to have him on the program as well, talking about medical drone deliveries, which I think would be more acceptable. And I want to ask our listeners globally, um, would you be more acceptable to that? Would you Do you want a drone delivery service um, in your area? Would you be acceptable to it? What about the noise? What about the privacy of a drone flying overhead? What about the safety aspects? Um, of of the drone flying overhead and or would you be more acceptable if it was just for medical purposes that's all for me justin dawson of the all things techie podcast episode 61 if you'd like to get in contact with the program you can tweet me at justin or dawson you can tweet the podcast itself by at av tech junkies you can subscribe to us on YouTube. Um, all the details on our official website, www.allthingstech.ie. I'll have more about drones. I'll have more about Twitter. I'll have more about Zoomtopia in our next episode. Until then, take care. Bye-bye.